So the new Cut the Bull podcast episode has Bruce Gillion. He's a Portland State University professor who wrote a paper called Colonialism is Good, which obviously triggered all the woke people. So him and uh, Wilfred... Okay, Cut the Bull has Wilfred, Charles, and Shamika. That's the normal host. So anyways, this guy, the professor, is talking to uh, Wilfred about there's this variable in the social sciences, and it's called PBS, post-British status. And what it is, is when you're comparing countries today around the world, you have to account for the fact that all the countries that had Britain as their colonizer are doing great in comparison to the other countries. Should mention here that uh, in Africa, I think the only country that was never colonized was Ethiopia. And you probably remember in the 80s, they had a famine that was pretty famous. And uh, they're in the middle of a civil war right now. Anyways, not being colonized doesn't help you out either. But say you want to actually help humanity and figure out how to help humans, uh, as opposed to just throwing around false accusations of racism... Well, then you got to have this little stat there to see which countries are succeeding. You know, are they succeeding because of something that's interesting and, you know, you can, whatever, maybe you can get it going in other countries, or are they just succeeding because they were a British colony? So that's considered racist as hell to say anything good about colonialism. But, uh, like, you know, I think like in Africa, maybe Nigeria, Kenya... Uh, and then the, the, the countries in the south, like uh, South Africa and Zimbabwe, those are the ones that were British colonies. And I mean, a lot of them gone to crap since, since they uh, got their freedom, maybe in the 60s or something. But for a long time, they were the best ones there. They were the best countries. And I think Jamaica, they did a poll. They asked people in Jamaica, is Jamaica better off after, they, after the British pulled out and they stopped being a colony? And uh, people said, no, no. Jamaica's worse now. And I think, you know, you could probably start doing polls in Nigeria, maybe even South Africa, and be like, no, you know, things used to be better. And for whatever reason, I think India is known to have benefited from colonialism. I think they just, they had a bunch of like little kingdoms that were fighting each other and just doing atrocities or whatever. They were not nice. Indians were not nice to each other, and when the British came in there, uh, they got a lot more nice. You know, in comparison, I think the British built the railroads and I think, you know, I think India is rich enough to build their own railroads now, but for many decades, whatever, they just used the railroads that the British built. And it was like, sweet, we have railroads as opposed to having absolutely nothing. So colonialism, it's like slavery. Uh, if you're woke, if you are not interested in using the truth to actually help people's lives, but you just want to attack white people, even though you're white yourself, you just want to attack white people because you think they're all Trump supporters or whatever, then there's only one kind of slavery. There was the kind of slavery where whites were the owners and blacks were the slaves. And you ignore how Africa had slavery for, who knows what, probably thousands of years before people in Europe were able to build big ships with sails. But this guy's going, the professor is going through basically colonialism, you know, if, if, if you conquer something and make it part of your empire, right, that's colonialism. So if you just go by the standard strict definition of, uh, not strict, but just the normal definition of colonialism, then pretty much all of Africa was, was a colony before white people showed up. 
and he mentions a bunch of the names of the various empires that went out and conquered stuff. You know, I'm sure they raped and killed just like, just like everyone does. Why wouldn't you? But the one I know something about is the Bantu. The Bantu, they're not exactly a tribe. They're kind of, a, it's a language. So there's the Bantu language, even though not everyone who's, you know, if you're, if you're, if you grab two Bantu-speaking people who live in a thousand miles away from each other, they're not going to be able to talk to each other very good. But it's it's a Bantu, the Bantu language, and it's kind of a tribe. And basically, I think they started in the um, kind of the they started in West Africa, and then took over stuff to the east, and then took over stuff to the south. Like for instance, um, South Africa. The people who lived in South Africa, you know, hundreds, you know, I don't know, 500 years ago, that was the Khoi and the San. Now they call them the Khoi San. But so the Khoi San, they're like, they're like the Bushmen. They're like, uh, if you ever seen that movie, um, The Gods Must Be Crazy, that, that guy's a Khoi San person. Anyways, they were down there living in what is the, basically the southern half of South Africa. And the first people to show up were whites. So, you know, the people who kind of came in and took the land away from the Khoisan. The Khoisan are kind of like, you know, like Native Americans. People that took the land away from the Khoisan were white people. And then later on, the Bantu type of Africans moved in. And so a lot of people think like, oh, this... Well, basically, here's the point. Cape Town, a lot of South Africa, the whites were there before the blacks. Because the way they divide stuff in South Africa is you've got blacks, whites, and coloreds. And the Khoisan are considered coloreds. So the first people in South Africa were the coloreds, the second people were the whites, and the third people were the blacks. Anyways, not, not something that people really, uh, whatever, if you're woke, that's something you're definitely not going to mention when you're talking about South Africa. The Zulu, the biggest group of the blacks is the Zulu, and they're all, they all speak a Bantu language, and they're all part of a, a bunch of colonization that happened over, you know, many hundreds of years before white people got there. Yeah, so a good way to put it is when Europeans extended their empire into Africa, what were they doing? You know, were they uh, taking over nice liberal democracies? No, they were just, they were kicking out some other empire. So this empire gets sw switched for that empire. And those empires that they uh, pushed out, you know, they were... Whatever, authoritarian, misogynistic, slave-trading empires. I mean, the women were not burning their bras for freedom before the Europeans came. And so the professor's talking about how, you know, every white person is attacking them, calling them a racist, whatever. Um, but, you know, the world is bigger than just American woke, piece of crack, piece of crap academics. And so, you know, he, he was in discussion with, like, people in India, people in Kenya, Nigeria, people in the Caribbean. And they liked his paper. I mean, they may or may not, you know, he, he says it. Like, you know, like, some of them think colonialism was better than what they got. Some of them think it wasn't. But their point was, yeah, this is just something we discuss. You know, you're just like, hey, remember, remember when we were a colony? Yeah, what do you think about that? And, you know, people just have differing opinions. And anyways, you're not, you're not put on the... You're not, you're not tied to a stake and burned alive like we do here. It's kind of too bad. Like, you know, where is all the papers from those people? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, they should be in English. I don't know. I guess here's what I want to say. So I'm an anti-woke podcast. And I just started, but I've been getting into this stuff for a few years. 
at some point, people from the rest of the world are going to have their own little, whatever, podcasts and YouTube channels. And I think, you know, the developing world, it just takes them a little while to catch up. Um, and then when they do, you'll be able to go watch, you know, Nigerian people on YouTube talking about how colonialism was better. Or, you know, maybe saying it wasn't better, but at least, you know, discussing it openly. So at some point, these things that are, you know, these things that you cannot talk about, what is it? Forbidden knowledge. This forbidden knowledge is going to be uh, circulated around the world here at some point by the people who you can't shut shut down by calling them racist. So that'll be fun. Come on, Nigeria. Do more YouTube channels. Okay, Charles is going to bring up a quote from the history of um, clo- British colonialism in India. I've heard this one before. Boy, it's a pretty sweet quote. Me. And I go that uh, when the Hindu priests... I had to, I'm sorry, complained, arguing it is their custom to burn widows on the husband's funeral pyre. Um, Sir Charles Napier, Major General of the Bombay Army, said, be it so. The burning of widows is your custom. Prepare the funeral pile. But my nation has a custom also. When men burn women alive, we hang them and confiscate their property. So apparently in the social sciences... They've got this thing, and it's called a person year. So that's one person being alive for one year. And you can you know, measure stuff in people years, person years. And so if you measure all European colonization, 60% of that, more than half of that, was India. British, British taking over India, you know, the number of people times the number of years that they were a colony, 60% of colonialism is India. Now after that, 20% of it was French, and then the remaining 20% was everyone else. I guess Germany, Portugal, probably oh, some other ones. They must not be counting Spain and South America, I think because those countries kind of ruled themselves. But anyways, I guess the idea is, if you're going to judge colonialism, well, more than half of it was the Brits in India. So, you know, if boy, if, if that turns out to be good, I believe that's the one, you know, I went online once, and I was like, give me examples of where colonialism was good. Or I, I looked for examples of where colonialism was good. And the place that people thought it was good was India. So there you go, boom, more than half of colonialism was good because more than half of colonialism was in India. Yeah, so Will asks him, what about, you know, Brazil with the Portuguese and then South America up to Mexico with the Spanish? So this is a little bit of an easy, a little too easy, but he's like, oh, I don't count those because that happened before, whatever, that happened before a certain date and it wasn't, they didn't make them colonies, they just went there and killed the people. Which I will say, I was looking up like the genetic... Uh, what's it called? The genetic admixture, AD mixture, for, uh, I don't know, countries. Countries in general, but I guess South America. And so admixture is like, say you're 20% um, Amerindian, whatever you, whatever you want to call the people who are, who are here in the Americas before the whites got here. India, I guess India is a good word. So maybe, you know, like 20% Indio and 80% European. And I think that, that, you know, like Argentina is something like that. 
I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like America, the United States, where the people who live there died, and so some of their DNA is present in the people who still live there. But it's a lot of those countries are actually more European than they are, whatever, native South American. And some of them are a little different. Like Brazil has a lot of black people from slavery. Obviously Haiti. But basically, there's more European DNA in South America than, than I thought. When I looked up those numbers, I was like, wow, that's a lot of European DNA. And I guess it's because disease probably went there. I mean, you know, I'm sure they killed them on purpose, you know, face to face. But I think disease also ran through there and killed everyone. Like the United States. Yeah, so I guess that would be a good point. If you, come out, if you count the United States, you know, how was colonization good for the United States? Well, the answer is, for the people who are here before us, uh, they all died. They all died of disease. So it wasn't very good for them. So I guess that's the point. We're talking about colonies where, like, the Brits went there. The people were still there. They didn't kill everyone who was there, you know, with guns or with disease. And they ruled it, so that makes sense. Okay, colonies where people were ruled, not colonies where people were all killed by disease. Sounds good to me. All right, so I guess the cutoff is 1824. Colonialism is after that. Before that, that was something else. And he's saying before that, like a lot of time, you know, like who was going to these, uh, whatever, countries, colony, about, about to be colony countries, um... Like, the first people who go there were missionaries, right? They want to convert people to Christianity. And then the second kind of person that would go there would be uh, traders. You know, basically business people. And I imagine the missionaries were a little bit nicer. But apparently, the when companies would go take over a country, you know, a company or groups of people just trying to get money, basically. Hey, let's go to this place and try and get money out of it somehow. They were really brutal, like they were worse than the colonies, and so they passed some laws that were like, okay, just private citizens can't go conquer whatever the hell they want. And so that's when we started getting colonies. And I think that's kind of what happened, right? That's what happened to America, that's what happened to South America, it's right? It's like private citizens went there and they're like, it's a mighty nice land you got here, and then, sweet, you're dead from disease. And oh, one of you lived. Well, I'll shoot you. So that's interesting. Colonization was it, was, it was something that they came up with to stop the brutality. The black people in these colonies in Africa, they didn't know that they'd been colonized by whites. When the Europeans would go to this country, these countries, like they would just designate black people as their, uh, whatever, the people to do what they wanted done. So the people in charge, you know, like the government, that'd be all black people. The military, the police, that would be all black people. And there might be like, you know, just a few white people living in the capital of the whole country. And so virtually every black person living in those countries, they never even saw a white person. They didn't even know. You know, they had been colonized by some black group, black empire previously, and... uh it looked like things were just continuing. Probably plus, oh my god, they, what are those things that make loud sounds and they point them at you and you die? So they're talking about, uh, you know, why were 
why did whites conquer blacks and not the other way around? Or, you know, what was going on with Asians and whatnot? And so Shamika comes in and she's just always hilarious. So here's a clip. Which I complain about often. And Shamika, tell me about this. Am I right or wrong that whether what you said was factual or not, Bruce, that people will take that, if you took that case and put it in today, today's woke which would say that, yeah, of course there were uh, black people running everything and those people to see. Those are just people working for the man. So you, you get some people that are always willing to put down their own people. You pay them a little money. You give them a nice home. You let them live better than the other blacks and make them think they're they're superior black, but you keep them down. And that's what, am I right, Shubik? Is that the way that, that they would describe what he just said? I think they would describe it that way. And I was also thinking, I would hear a lot of people saying, you know, that, white people are just savages and all they want to do is conquer and that's why they go throughout you know trying to just take over everything so then what would you say to that you know uh, for one i guess what i'm just saying when you said about being late to the party because i was thinking you know why does it seem like the the brown people or the black people are always on a short end of stick but according to post-traumatic slave syndrome we're always late so then i guess that kind (laughs) of answers that question i guess a certain amount of the colonies the european countries didn't want to go there they they didn't want to do that but like a bunch of missionaries that go into some country and then they get murdered, and then it's like, oh, well, we got to do something about that. And then, oh, now we're here, and we're getting sucked into it. Or also, it's like, oh, Britain has a bunch of colonies, and we ain't got none, like Italy. Italy is like, oh, my God, we, we ain't got no colonies. I guess we have to compete with them. I mean, I think now all the European countries wish that they hadn't colonized most of the countries that they colonized. And I'm sure Britain's happy about America, but, you know, they're, I don't, they probably wish they never went to Nigeria. I'm sure France is, wishes they never went to Algeria. Never go to a place, never colonize a place that ends in Ia. Professor has a funny comment, so they're asking him, okay, let's talk about some of the downsides of colonialism. And his, what he says is like, you know, say you're talking to a academic or whatever, a woke person, whatever, you, uh, you'd say... Is America today exploitative, oppressive, and racist? And then when they say yes, you go, well, then you're right. Colonialism was exploitative, oppressive, and racist. Just similarly, like America today. So, you know, that's like, basically, if your criteria for a country being like evil as shit is America today, then hell yeah, you're going to think colonialism was evil as shit. So they get into a bit of an argument, um, you know, racism. Hey, this is the Anti-Woke Podcast channel. Racism. 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 But so it's like, you know, were the colonizers racist? And the professor's answer is that, you know, the empire that they pushed out was more racist than them. Like a lot of people don't know, like Africa, people in Africa... They're not all the same. They had like, you know, sometimes had small tribes, some had giant tribes, but they were, you know, basically they were racist as hell against each other. Like the Bantu called the Khoisan, I think they had a name for them like cockroaches or something, and they would like, they would just kill them on sight. I mean, you know, it was almost, well, whatever. I was about to say something I shouldn't say. But anyways, 
they would just kill them on sight. And yeah, I was about to say another thing I shouldn't say. But anyways, they would just kill them on sight. Oh, screw it. I guess I'll say the, the two things that I didn't say. Um, they reminded me of a chimpanzee patrolling where you kill your enemies on sight. And then also the second thing I wasn't going to say was um, cannibalism. I think they used to I think they used to eat the Khoisan sometimes. Those poor little bushmen. And so in America, we were like, well, that's not racism because they're all black. But over over in Africa, they got they got different ideas of what their race is, basically. You know, it's not even just your tribe, it's like what your race is. Because Africa is the place that all humans come from, they have much more genetic diversity. Like, you know, there's a, there's more diversity between African tribes than there is between like Asians and whites. Alright. Getting getting back from my racist rant. Um so I guess the answer is the the colonizers, the white colonizers, were probably less racist than the people that they took it over from. And, you know, they probably built some roads when the people never had a road before. And they probably, you know, all of a sudden, uh, maternal, morta- morta- infant mortality. In- what's it called when a woman dies? Whatever. When the pregnant mom dies and when the kid dies, that stuff probably go- started going down. You know, a lot of good stuff. Stuff that they now use as a measure of, you know, how successful a society is and how good the governance is. But so, anyways, it doesn't mean the white people weren't racist, though, right? It's kind of like two wrongs don't make a right. And uh, even if you're, like, way, way better than the people before you, if you're still racist, I guess you're still racist. So, yeah, it was racist. All right, trying to redeem myself a tiny bit here. I mean, the activity of chimpanzee patrolling, every race does that. I'm sure, you know, the Braveheart types, like, in Scotland back in the day... They went around in groups. Basically, it just means a group of men go around, patrol the perimeter of the area that they live in, and they kill any men that they see, and they grab any woman and take her home for, you know, whatever, bad stuff that they see. And so, all across the world, every type of human did that. Because, you know, we're similar to chimps. But I just think the way the Bantu treated the Khoisan, I think you'll find that that was more brutal than most. And I'll say the uh, the African National Congress, that's the uh, Nelson Mandela um, political party in South Africa. So they're 80%. They're 80% of the voters do that. And then the other 20% is the whites and the coloreds. And so, and that's basically whatever the, you know, that's, that's what's left of the government from the pre-apartheid era. And, I mean, they're really woke. They're like, you know, you, you listen to the president talk, he's like, yeah, we need equality for blacks. I mean, they're very woke. They're not saying nothing crazy but anyways the Khoisan people uh they vote for that group they do not vote for the black group they vote for the what used to be the white group because they've been abused you know they've been abused by the whites but nothing like the abuse they took from the blacks and still do so this is something i'd like to know more about but apparently back in the days of the british colonizing um countries were asking them to come colonize them they're like please you know our whatever our country is messed up will you come please come make us a colony and the british like they didn't actually make that much money from most of their colonies like a lot of them were money losing propositions and so they're like no 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 we're not going to come in there that's hard you know go to your country and build roads and fix your uh government no thank you i guess one example is fiji they're like 
they were about to get uh, taken over by the Tongans, and they're like, hey, Brits, come help us out. And the other example was, whatever, it was breaking up, so I couldn't hear him, but it was uh, someplace in Africa, 1844. So if you want to look it up, someone in Africa in 1844 said, help us out, we're about to get effed up by a bigger black empire. Makes me think of Afghanistan, where they're like, you Americans got to get out of here. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Oh, crap, you left, and now we're screwed. So I think, kind of in summary, the wokeness, the wokeness thing, colonialism and wokeness, is it's kind of like Black Lives Matter. Like, one black man killed by the police is way worse than, I don't know, you know, 5,000 black men getting killed by other black men, right? You know, you'd think that one murder is not as bad as 5,000 murders. But uh, if you're woke, it's just if a white person does it, I mean, whatever. It uh, seems like woke people don't have a lot of respect for black people. But, you know, it's uh, if one white person kills one black person... I mean, that's terrible. And then, I mean, 5,000 other black people getting murdered. Who cares? That wasn't by a white person. White person, white people really have a high esteem for themselves. I mean, basically, they're like, every white person in America needs to be uh, woke. Every single one of them. And if there is not a single person, you know, if you find one white person who ain't woke, that's worse than, basically, all the atrocities, you know, committed by all the other races put together. Who cares about them? You know, they're just uh, whatever. They're not white. They're not special. They're not white. So, one misdeed by a white person is worse than all other misdeeds put together. It's pretty interesting. And then that's, you know, that's how they sleep at night. They're like, I'm a good person. I'm going to sleep like a baby.